Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah? He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tonnes of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You've been forced. Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. So, you know, lately, everyone has been mentioning Kirsty Worth to me. Kirsty Worth this, Kirsty Worth that, Cultured Wellness this, Cultured Wellness that. I was like, okay, I need to find out who this Kirsty Worth woman is. Get her on the show and have a good chin wag to her, which I did. And I was so glad I did because holy moly, wow, talk about kindred sisters. We are women on a mission um, and wow. Kirsty is so inspirational. You're going to love this episode. So Kirsty's a teacher. She's an integrative health coach, mum to two kids, one of which is on the autism spectrum. Kirsty studied a PhD at Monash University, held a lecturer and teaching positions at the University of South Australia and Monash, and she's totally into doing things outside in nature. Her area of interest is gut health of children on the autism spectrum and more specifically how the correct lifestyle, diet and supplements can positively impact their gut health, immune system, behaviour and neurological function. 
So Kirsty's a total researcher. So she has researched the heck out of biomedical interventions and techniques and also applied what she's learned to treat herself and her son. Kirsty's now, um, she now is just totally passionate about educating others on how to investigate the root cause behind their underlying health conditions and how a vital diet, environmental and lifestyle, how vital diet, a vital diet too though, right? Like you want to be having a vital diet, but diet, environment and lifestyle changes can be fully life transformational as you know. Kirsty founded Cultured Wellness, which is a company dedicated to providing education, knowledge, and products for optimum health and specifically gut health. She is super passionate about ensuring that our next generation reaches their full potential. Wow, how cool is that? I mean, I think that none of us can hide from the fact that we're perhaps not as healthy as we could be. And, you know, we've then given birth to children who've inherited our gut microbiome and perhaps they're not as healthy as they could be too. You know, they've been born into a world full of chemicals uh, and environmental toxins and it's kind of a bit of a bleak picture, right, when you see how much um, autism, how much ADHD there is out there and then you sort of feel a little bit helpless. But in this episode, Kirsty is going to fill you with inspiration and positivity and hope because things can be turned around no matter how bleak things are. And when Kirsty tells the story of her own son uh, and, and how he was feeling and behaving and how her life became very, very um, closed, you know, she couldn't go out into public with her son and you know how that's completely transformed and turned around really truly really an amazing story I got goosebumps and I'm sure you will too but you know this isn't all about good health and healing which of course is a massive part of it but here's a woman who was a, a university lecturer right and now she runs a wellness company <laughs> she employs staff in this business oh mindful moment if you haven't got the, the mindfulness chime on your phone yet, totally get it. So good. So it's just a little chime. Hopefully you heard it. Otherwise you'll think I'm nuts. Well, you know I'm nuts. Nuts is good. Nuts is fun. But it's just a little chime that goes off any time, not on the hour. It just goes off uh, once an hour. And it just, whatever you're doing, it just gives you an opportunity to sit back. So I just sat back then, took a deep breath, and looked outside and just saw how beautifully the sun was shining on the raindrops that are falling down. Oh, how nice is that? Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So here's a woman who's not only re reclaimed her health, healed her family, but she's then ditched her job as a university lecturer and a teacher, well, still a teacher, but in a different way, and gone on to create this amazing company that everyone's talking about, right? <laughs> right? So how did she do it? How does she cope? with a family and running a business? What tips has she got for other entrepreneurial mums? What sort of things are non-negotiable in Kirsty's life? How does she manage to, to spin all of these plates and still look so freaking fantastic? This episode is available on my YouTube channel, Primal Alternative. So go and check it out. You've got to look at Kirsty. She looks amazeable. You can tell completely healthy from the inside out. 
and she looks amazing. So go and check it out. Um, so yeah, you're gonna love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Now at the end of the conversation, Kirsty and I had another 20 minute chat because we have very aligned passions for making this way of life easier for people, you know, and getting the same kickback from our um, customers and clients saying, look, it's so hard to, to eat this way, so much prep. So we're always looking for ways to make this easier for you, which is really, really exciting. One way that Primal Alternative is able to serve you in a more convenient and easy way is with our online shop. Our online shop launched on June the 10th, 2018, one day ahead of schedule, so exciting. And you can now buy all of our range on online. Hallelujah. How good is that? So we've got our fat and seedy range, which is like our keto range. There's a keto kit, which includes our fat and seedy bread, which has no starches in it. And it's just got just slightly over one gram of carbohydrates per slice. Our pizza bases, our keto, and they've got four grams of carbs per slice, per base, which is wowzers. And our jellies, which are a really awesome um, snack to have and to, a little pre-workout snack is, is how some people like to have them. Then we've got our fruit toast, our chop chip cookies, which taste like something Nana made. Seriously, they're heavenly. Pumpkin bread, zucchini bread, regular pizza bases. The kids love them. Uh, so there's something for everyone in our range, whether you are on a GAPS or a cultured wellness program or whether you are just trying to, to, to quit grains. Our fruit toast is vegan friendly. Something for everyone from the diehard keto head to the dubious husband to the fussy kid. So go and check it out, please. Tell your friends. Let's make grain-free easy for everyone. Super, super cool. Now, Primal Alternative isn't pumped out in a factory. We're done slightly differently. So Primal Alternative is a network of local producers, usually mums, all women to date, in your community who have faced a health crisis themselves, transformed their health, and now they want to go on and support others and make a difference in their community. Maybe they want to get away from a job that's not aligned with their health goals. Maybe they want to come back home and do something that they love from home. And this is what the Primalista Baking franchise offers. So I replicated my successful baking model and rolled it out to over 45 mums across Australia. And we are continuing to grow and we need more producers. So if you have a passion for clean living, if you love baking, and if you'd like to start your own business in the wellness field, doing something from home, then check this out. Head to primalalternative.com forward slash franchise to find out all about the Primalista Baking Franchise. To order some products for yourself, please head to primalalternative.com forward slash shop. It's hard to say that, forward slash shop. <laughs> I have to practice one time. <laughs> so I really hope you love the show today. Kirsty is one cool chick and I hope to hang out with her heaps more in the future. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Kirsty. It's so cool to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. 
Me too, because everybody that I talk to is on a cultured wellness program. So congratulations on managing to reach so many people with your work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very exciting and very, um, you know, overwhelming. And it's, it's quite a shock to me, really, that it's all happened so quickly and it's all going so well. So it's obviously people are really needing support with regards to rebuilding their gut. So, yeah, it's a very exciting time for me. Yes, please. We do need some help. And I'm looking forward to picking your brains. But before we get into your story and how Cultured Wellness came about, tell us what you had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> well, um, I actually had, uh, well, I fast a lot, so I haven't had breakfast yet. So um, I went and did some weight training and then I had a bulletproof coffee and I won't eat until about two o'clock. So I do quite a bit of fasting. So it's quite funny when people ask me what I had for breakfast. It's like nothing. I haven't eaten yet. So yeah. So do you class bulletproof coffee as st- still as fasting? Because I know that's a bit of a, a bit of a grey area. Yeah. It, it is a grey area for me for, you know, where I'm at with my health and what I want to do in my day. Um, it works really well for me. So I don't add any protein in there. I don't add anything else in there that will, you know, spike my insulin or change the metabolic state of my body. So it's a nice fast for me. I certainly do other fasts that are just water but I, I wouldn't want to work on those days or do any training or anything like that. So I've sort of um, found this nice little, um, I suppose this nice little balance for me where I can get the benefits of intermittent fasting with a little bit of fat to keep me going so I can do podcasts with you. Um, and then on the days I really want to get like right into it and get into that sort of cool, you know, autophagy sort of stuff and start really cleaning up. I just do that on the weekend and make sure that I've got plenty of rest and, and, and no, there's nothing sort of stressful or things happening. So, yeah. Sounds so, good. no, I didn't. Good. That's what I had for breakfast. <laughs> That's what you didn't have for breakfast. I love it. Yeah. So, anybody watching the, um, the video version of this podcast, and if you are listening on iTunes, definitely jump over to my YouTube channel and, and check it out because um, you've got to see Kirsty. She is the um, epitome of health. Absolutely. You just look so <laughs> radiant. Your skin is amazing. Your eyes are sparkly, but has it always, has it always been like that? No, no. Um, not at all, actually. Um, goodness me. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I've always enjoyed sport. And so um, I think, I think I've held myself together with regards to the fact that, um, you know, if I just did my sport and did my activity and my nature time, that I would be okay. But underlying that, I always had pain and I always had a lot of sleep troubles. Um, I would constantly get sick all the time, lots of bloating and distension, heaps of brain fog, um, really bad acne. It's funny you say that about my skin because my, like, just the classic kind of hormonal acne like just horrible scar cyst kind of stuff, like just disgusting. Um, so no, it, this is not. This is all a wonderful new life for me. That um, you know, I feel like I've I had one life, and then now I've started this new one of being a completely different person with um, just a new energy and a, a new body, really, and a new brain. I feel like I, I got a second chance, and um, you know, got to sort of rebuild myself. But no, it's, it, there were lots of really dark, dark places and I just am so grateful for my sport and my activity and my exercise. Otherwise, I, 
I really would have gone really dark, really dark places. So, so you've, yeah. you've reclaimed your health. I'm assuming that um, before when you were getting those big um, cysty zits on your face, me too, I've got, still got scars from those acne-ridden days. We thought it was so normal, but like now we know it's not. And like my skin now in my 40s is better than it was you know, yeah, every month. Like it, it, it's, it's the same. You look amazing. It's the same thing. You can <laughs> tell you. when someone just works on themselves and looks after themselves. Yes, I, I definitely think it sh- it shines through. Never mind what kind of cosmetics you put on. That never makes you. You know, <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't work. You need to yeah. Yeah, feed yourself. Um, feed yourself yeah. some beauty. So, um, so I'm assuming that you're eating a, a sort of a standard conventional. Australian diet what did you do to to get into this new life as you describe it yeah so even that my diet wasn't too bad I mean I certainly I was um brought up in sort of the porridge for breakfast and sandwich for lunch and then always the meat and veggies and thankfully um my mum you know made us lots of food and we would take it to school and those kinds of things so it wasn't too bad until uh I sort of went through puberty and then I just went for it and I just was a carbohydrate just could not get enough of it and I would inhale food and use food as um a way to modulate my moods and I would use food as comfort or I'd use food to bring me up or food to bring me down or food to give me energy to do what I wanted to do and and all the wrong foods of course I I use food to do that now but in such a different way but it, yeah it was definitely a standard diet but I now I look back on it I I certainly self-selected a lot of foods and now I love talking about bugs so much. I can, you know, I think about, man, that bug was requesting all those carbohydrates and that bug, you know, those parasites, they wanted this. And I, I kind of piece it all together now. I, I'd love to write a book on the adventures of these bugs and what they do in your body and, um, <laughs> you know, like a kid's book sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting even though I felt like I was eating well um, and, you know, I didn't have takeaway foods and, um, you know, chocolates and chips and lollies and those kinds of things, I still, there was no balance. There was lots of white food, lots and lots of carbohydrates, not the vegetables, the good quality fats, all of those things. Wow. Wow. So how have you taken your your personal journey and transformed that into a uh, cultured wellness and such a successful business how have you done that oh I don't <laughs> why did you do that I don't know I still don't know um I look it was one of those situations that as all these businesses that you know happen I had a problem so my son and I you know were obviously very sick but my son was extremely unwell it was sort of chronic stuff that was really impacting our lives. You know, he couldn't talk and he couldn't function. He, he couldn't look at me in the eye. He wouldn't sleep. Like every single function in his body was completely just breaking down. And I knew that um, I started to learn about the gut microbiome. I started to understand what was going on. I started to read more about specific probiotic strains. And I started to really get to know them as these really unique little sort of heroes in our body. And as I got to understand all of that, I, you know, I pieced together and made these cultures. And so, and I use them because we just simply could not 
afford the amount of these beautiful little strains um, that we needed. We are, like we were just burning through our cash trying to get ourselves better and having all these probiotics and doing everything and you know we had selling houses and wow. shipping my husband off to the mines just make more money you know like it was just a horrible time and so um the cultures really just came out of okay how can I make this more cost effective for us and then of course you know someone at one of the mums at school can I try that because I can't afford it and and obviously the amount of knowledge and study and everything that I went on to do and my teaching experience, people wanted to help me unpack what their doctors are saying or what their results were saying or what they were reading or learning in the podcast, but they couldn't quite get it. And, um, yeah, my friend and my husband said, look, you just, why don't you just make a business and why don't you just give it a go? See what you think. And yeah. I was like, no way, Jose. That's my the worst thing I want to do. And I just, yeah, I really resisted for a long time. And then it kind of just came out of itself. And um, I think when when it's true to you and you know what, you know, you're passionate about what you're doing and you've got the right support crew around you that love what you do. So um, Cindy O'Meara from Changing Habits, I worked really closely with her with her daughter. Um, recovering her daughter and so she was a great voice for culture wellness and we've had wonderful ambassadors and voices for our um, programs and our cultures and so it, it literally just it just went from there so I, I never actively I'm going to start a business what can I do it just yeah. came out of what it was found happening. you yeah it found you out of it your did. your situation and your desire to heal your son and then yeah. the word kind of spread and, and you yeah. know, like you say, if it's good yeah. work and if it's what's true to what your, your purpose here on this planet is to do, then it, it just comes out of itself, doesn't it? Exactly. And it was, you know, the transition time was just hilarious. Like, you know, I'd still be teaching and my husband would still be at the hospital and we'd get up at like four in the morning and, and pack the cultures and get them all ready to be delivered. And then the kids would wake up and we'd pack their lunches and get them to school. Then we'd go to work and then we'd come home at night and family time, exercise time, and then, you know, make the cultures and do this. And, and for quite a long time, it was this toing and froing. And I remember just like, okay, it is time. You've got to stop teaching. And then, um, you know, and then it was time for my husband to drop back and for work and, so he's, he supports me with the kids now and just works at the hospital a couple of days a week. And, and we just slowly went through that process when we were comfortable of transitioning our lives to how it is now. That's really interesting. So how, how long has your business been established now, Kirsty? Three years. In, in October. Wow, that's so, quick. That's quick. And what yeah. sort of size are you at now in terms of, I don't know, people on Facebook, the amount of people that do your courses? Oh, uh, so we have, I don't know, maybe 12,000 <laughs> people on Facebook. We have um, uh, we've probably had 300, three or 400 people go through the programs, the intensive six-month programs. I think in our one-on-one -on -one consulting space, we've had hundreds and hundreds of people go through that and sold probably millions of cultures now. I, I um. I need to get those stats. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's funny as and, um, in the middle of it. You, oh, you don't know what you, I don't know what my figures no. are. No. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then I think on our team we've probably got 
10 or 12 of us now. So we've got two practitioners and four or five health coaches and then obviously our, our support team that um, we need. And um, my brother ended up leaving, uh, working as a strategist for World Vision. He was Tim Costello's right-hand man and now he's my right-hand man. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's all, all changing and growing. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Now, what can people expect from a cultured wellness program? Aha. Your whole life to completely be turned upside down and you uh com- everything <laughs> changes. <laughs> um I you know, to really get to where you want to go, you can't sort of um skirt around the edges. You just gotta dive right on in and get the job done. And it's like, you know, running a business. You can't sort of like, oh, you know, I'll I'll do that on the weekends or something. You have to be committed to it. So a culture wellness program is something of commitment. So you get there and you dive on in and you go for it. So you stick to the diet. So we have we use a um, so a culture wellness diet that has the principles of um, a ketogenic diet, very much in the grounding work of Dr. Terry Walls and Dr. Natasha McBride with regards to um, gaps and the Walls protocol. And then um, moving on from that, the whole lifestyle. So we really expect people to really focus on their lifestyle. So, you know, right down to going to bed and waking up and getting sunshine and movement and all those. Mine just did that too before. What's going on? I seriously and put it on. It's on airplane mode. How strange. Yeah. <laughs> mine, was, mine was turned off and it did something weird. <laughs> I could so. have turned mine off too. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, and, yeah, and so we, we really assess um, not only your diet but we assess your lifestyle. And then we go through and look at all the functions of the body. How's your liver holding up and how is your kidneys holding up? And, and obviously we talk a lot about the gut and rebalancing the gut. So um, lots and lots of our clients in the program will go and get very specific testing so we can get some great insights and pictures into who we're dealing with and what we need to deal with. Lots of people don't. It just depends financially where you're at, what your level, you know, what you can get your head around, you know, at the start. So, um, so certainly, and then we go through a series of cleanses. So, um, pretty much everyone needs to go through a candida cleanse if they've ever just lived on this planet. And um, then we go through a parasite cleanse and then we go through some viral cleanses and we just systematically go through the body and do a lot of cleaning up and a lot of mopping up. We do a lot of um, detoxification as well, so gentle detoxification that um, just works, you know, synergistically with the body. So, you know, I... Uh, and this was all obviously, you know, my my sort of learnings and, you know, I'd try something and then it wouldn't work and I'm why and more research and trial and error. And um, the reason why, you know, I never got anywhere and I lots of people find this, they oh, I tried to cleanse but I only lasted three days because it felt so crapola. And, and <laughs> it's like all those missing pieces, it's like, well, you didn't detoxify effectively and your poor liver couldn't handle it. And, um, you know, all of those things, you know, if any of, any of us have been on the pill, like our liver's going to be tired. And if you haven't actively given it some love and revved it up again, then you go and whack a cleanse on it and a bit of childbirth and a bit of antibiotics and just, you know, 
20 years of partying, whatever it is that you've gone through before you come to this time of your life, um, you're not going to be successful if you don't realise your history. And, and, you know, just accept that history. It was fun. It was awesome. It made you who you are. But let's, let's mop that up and let's deal with where we're going. So I suppose the program was something I wish I had to address all the complexities of what needs to happen when you do um, rebalance your gut microbiome. So not just the gut, because I don't think you're successful if you just look at the gut. It's so, yeah, but um, it's a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and I think it, it sounds really good in that, you know, um, you've got all the bases covered for everyone because I know that, you know, everyone's aware of gut health. Everyone listening to this podcast knows how important it is. And, and there's so many mixed messages like, should we drink kombucha or should we not drink kombucha? Should we have sauerkraut? I don't know if I should have sauerkraut because I might have SIBO. And what about gelatin? Like, does that tip me over too much protein in my diet? You know, it's just all these like, what the hell am I meant to do? And I like on your website where it says, um, you know, like just having one probiotic smoothie a day isn't going to fix isn't going to fix everything. So this is great because it, it takes you through the whole process and looks at you as a unique individual and um, yeah. and gives you yeah. what you need because it is confusing, right? Because there's so many messages oh. out there that covers all sorts of different people and all sorts of different yeah. situations. Yeah. And it is really, really confusing. And yes, for that particular point in time when you are in a massive flare, you probably can't handle sauerkraut. That doesn't mean you never have it. And it means you start super, super slow and you're not then feeding the issue with a heap of foods that aren't appropriate. Otherwise, you'll only ever be able to have that much. So it's looking at that whole picture. But I think there's very, at the moment, of course, everyone's like, well, what's the quick fix? I need to be better in three weeks because I'm going on my overseas holiday. It's like, well, you're not going to be better in three weeks. And so... Um, we talk a lot about, a lot about that um, and this expectation that the six months really is just your foundational work and we have clients that are with us for up to two years because of complex chronic issues and I feel for them because they have nowhere else to go because it's really tricky to have a practitioner that knows all of the complexities of, you know, heavy metal testing and gut testing and hormone testing and you know, mold testing and every single thing that it takes to rebuild your body. Now, um, I feel like my son and I took a hit for the community because we had every single thing possible. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my gift to society. <laughs> but, you know, by having all those things, I had to just break them down one by one and, you know, we'd get over one thing. It's like, right, well, what is this? What is this thing flaring up and Okay, so this is mold. Okay, what does that mean? How is that affecting me? What's in my environment? What, how do I know about this and how do I change that? Um, how does it sit in my body? Why is that because my candida never goes away? And all of those sorts of things. And so it's, um, it's just really fun to unpack it all um, when you've got the supportive crew around to make it fun and a challenge as opposed to like, oh, my God. Oh, I was going to say, you're, you're saying it's fun, but I think like for the majority of us, well, it's overwhelming. You know, I think like I'm probably speaking for the audience think, ah, I don't know where to yeah. start. 
So, so if- and it, it is overwhelming. Yeah. It's all right. I just have to interrupt there because yes, it is overwhelming. Now, everyone's skill sets in life are completely different. So, on my for some reason, my brain and my skills is I piece puzzles together. And that's how I do it. So that's why the program works so well and why I've been able to have fun, you know, putting all this together. Now, not many people, you know, will think about it like that and they just need a pattern to follow. And so it can become fun when you've got someone with confidence to give you that pattern to follow. Um, And so, and but then I don't have, you know, skills like other women do and I'm like, why can't I decorate a house or why can't I like, you know, like I just, I just, I just can't do these things. So I think it is aligning with people, knowing your, knowing what, who you are. And so if you're, know that you can't piece those puzzles together, but you're still sitting on the internet at 11 o'clock at night trying to work it out, you know, just get, you know, get that support and acknowledge, okay, I just need support because I just, it's not my, it's not how my brain works because I want to, spend it doing what I'm really good at and I think it's sad that we have had to become our own advocate our own practitioner and you know lots of us don't have that skills in that area and it's not fair It's, it's really not fair that's right and I like that I like a lot of the things that you're saying you know it's um this is your zone of genius and the team that of people that work for you this is their zone of genius and they can support people on their journey whereas you know, if somebody, maybe they're an investment banker and they're incredibly successful and that's their zone of genius, but actually trying to piece together their own health story and what they need to do next isn't, you know, and, and it's, they don't, that's okay. Like we don't need to have this burden of being, you know, a superwoman and, and trying to fix yeah. everything. I like what you say as well about the, the period of time and even just that six months of, that's just your, your foundational work. This is like work for the rest of your life, right? We, mm. You're never going to just say, oh, that's me. I'm completely fixed. Yeah. I'll just, <laughs> just go back to eating McDonald's now and drinking yeah, Cokes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so tell us, about, tell us about some of the amazing success stories that you've seen from people who've come in and, and healed their gut, Kirsty. Yeah. Um, gosh, where do I start? So one beautiful girl that um, I've been working with now for probably 10 months, when she first uh, came to Culture Wellness and we had our first consult, um, you know, we looked in the, that, her biscreen test. So this is the test that really assesses your whole um, microbial community in your gut. So for me, I feel like it's the gold standard and it gives us such a great picture of where we need to go. Now, for this um, client, she had one strain of the good dudes and it was at 2%. Now, I want to see 15 at least and I want to see it at like 95%. Wow. So obviously there was 2% there. So if you think about that space is 100%, who the hell is taking up the rest of that 98%? And you can only imagine it was parasites and infections and all sorts of stuff that was taking that over. So this beautiful client, you know, here she is with not being able to get pregnant. She's here with anxiety. She's sitting there with undigested food, pain, like could not get through a day without a sleep, like all of those kinds of things. But super, super intelligent, running her own business, kicking goals in other areas. She's a clinical psychologist. And so she was just wanting to shine, but her body was holding her back. Um, 
And she just nailed it on all fronts. And the reason why I've chosen her is because she nailed it on all fronts. So when she went through a cleanse and it was horrible, she sort of, you know, I suppose she used a lot of her training in, in you know, her psychology space to, this is okay. I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to let this stuff go. I'm not going to hold on to it and I'm not going to freak out about it. I'm just going to let this go and I'm going to embrace my how I got to this place and move forward. And so, um, you know, I just, it's just so cool when, oh, I've got more energy today. I've been able to take on more clients. I've been able to, um, you know, because she got to the point she could only work half days and sometimes she just had to take go only two days a week or three days a week and you know and she's back on deck working more and then talking about she's always wanted to write a book and she'd started jotting some notes and and just uh, joy and excitement and energy coming back and then when her second review by screen came back and we're like I think it was four or six strains up at 97%. She'd almost had an overgrowth. And I was like, oh, she's like, so what do you think? Can I, are we ready to get pregnant? Like not her and I, but her and her partner. Like, you, know, <laughs> um, you know, because obviously you do not want to give birth with that kind of picture because that's what your child will inherit and that's where, my poor son got into all sorts of trouble. He inherited what I had given him from my gut microbiome. And so I love working with that preventative sort of care, like this example of I want to have kids, what's going on and what am I handing on? Mm. And it was just incredible to clean up and clean up the mould in her house. She had mould all through her roof, all through her roof. And when she had the building biologist come in, all of her electrics in her house, like it wasn't grounded. So her whole house was just buzzing and she had the power board on the other side of her bed. wall where her bed head was. All these things that, and, you know, she gets them fixed and just she just keeps going up, you know, on that level. And, and um, so, yeah, that's sort of one example of sort of rebuilding from the real baseline of really feeling sick and then having to sort of move up from there. And, yeah, and that's kind of the pictures that we see. It's like, and the, the cleanses are horrible. They feel terrible. It's like, why are you doing this to me? You know, I'm going to kill you, Kirsty. Like, you know. <laughs> and, then, um, and then they pop out the other side. So we see lots of um, fertility issues changing and lots of mental health, like mm. so lots of anxiety changing. That's a one that I love to see because I don't think anyone should be living with mental health conditions and it's so debilitating. I feel like it's more debilitating than pain Mm. and um, we're just not addressing it and we're not realising that it is is your gut that's causing the issue. So, yeah. yeah. Tell us about your son. Tell us about your own very personal um, success story. Mm. Yeah, so... um, Oh, my beautiful boy. So as I said, he, um, you know, as you go down that through that birth canal, you either you get a good wicket or a bad one. And, and so he came through and inherited clostridium and candida and strep infections and really just no beneficial microbes. So, um, and there was problems at birth and I lost a lot of blood and there was lots and stuff going on. And so he really started life in that sort of 
high stressed out state Mm. and he was doing pretty well and then he sort of went with that whole ear infection and okay now I have to have antibiotics and um, then he got another ear infection need more antibiotics and then we went to Fiji on a surf trip and he got Giardia and that was really one of the big sort of tipping points and just chronic yellow diarrhea for you know eight, ten times a day for weeks. And unfortunately, we were told, oh, it's just toddler diarrhea. He'll grow out of it. And, um, you know, just give him Nurofen and Panadol. So we did because that's what we were supposed to do. And he started vomiting blood and blood coming out of in his stool. And then he broke his arm at 15 months with the slightest fall. And, you know, you think about that now. Why, why did that happen? And then... Um, you know, he had some other sort of issues happen around that sort of 18-month mark and and then he just literally just drifted off, you know. He was talking and I was convinced he was going to be like a soccer star completely and utterly. He was like, yeah, he's inherited our family's sporting, you know, stuff and, and I was just loving it and he just couldn't, you know, he got to the ball, he couldn't kick a ball anymore and he couldn't catch a ball and he couldn't talk and... He would just lay on the ground just staring into space or he'd just scream nonstop and pull my hair out and mm. not sleep all night. And it was it was literally living hell. Like I couldn't go out of the house. Um, I couldn't. I just, he was just the most unpredictable psycho. <laughs> so I couldn't have the confidence to go to a shopping centre or to go to a friend's house because I just had no idea how he would behave. And so... Yeah, he just progressively got worse, terrible gut pain, um, diarrhea, all those sorts of things. So he was diagnosed on the spectrum at three and a half. And um, from there, it was very much like, no, no, you've just gone through a list of five questions and you've ticked them and now you've given him a label, Mm. but he's still got diarrhea. He eats freaking um, rice cakes on with Vegemite and that's it and his tummy's out here he's got these big black eyes and he's he's got all like the horrible sort of things that I feel sleep issues and you know distension and all Mm. and then eventually my husband sort of obviously from his um you know medical experience was like look our liver patients have that color stool and our liver patients look yellow like Noah and our you know liver patients have storage issues like he was really putting on a lot of fluid and retention and um so we just just sort of not we're going to investigate I'm not going to accept that that this is it because we were just told that's it get some OT get some marriage counseling (laughs) we were told that and this is the rest of your life he will be non-verbal he'll live in a home and he won't go to school and he won't succeed in anything so this is where you're at and um I just it just nothing sat right with me at all because I'd seen this beautiful boy you know before he got sick so yeah we sought out um the right testing and found he had clostridium difficile which is a really horrific um gut infection which was causing all the intense diarrhea and he just was not absorbing any nutrients and he was full of heavy metals. Hmm. He was completely nutrient deprived. He had a liver of an alcoholic and, you know, he was four. Hmm. And so we just pieced, like just unpacked it step by step and we um, 
were on a research study in Canada and my daughter and myself and I all had fecal microbial transplants to deal with the C. diff. Wow. And um, so that was pretty life-changing. He started um, he started speaking the next day. <gasps> wow. So, yeah. So I'll never forget it. He just basically never spoke or looked at us. And the next morning I said, like, no, how are you feeling today? So we would talk to him all the time but never get anything back yeah. and he looked up and said mom I feel really well oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I've got, I've got goose pimples it's such yeah a story. yeah it was it was just and of course you know it, it's not as simple as oh and then it was fine and life was perfect and everything was great it just was not that case um you know he and myself have had to have multiple transplants and um and I've learned a lot in that process. People ask me all the time, oh, well, I'll just go and have a, you know, FMT and I'll be fine. It's like, no, because if you don't get your digestion right and your liver's not working and your environment's not right, it will wear off after about six weeks and you're back to square one, which is what right. happened to us. Right. And so I had to once again learn the hard way of it going wrong again and Noah just slipping back into that horrible state and like, okay, what's wrong? Why did we lose all those good bugs? What happened? And, yeah, and so slowly but surely we have managed to bring down those heavy metals and, I mean, he had a lot of brain issues obviously and we've, you know, been able to work with um, some great neurologists in the States to get that brain alignment back and nurture his body and rebuild it and, you know, and he's, you know, talking and he's at school and he's, you know, he comes rock climbing with me and riding bikes and surfing and, um, you know, and he's rebuilding his life. But he had five, six years of pretty much no development. So How old is he now? He, um, he's 10. Oh, yeah. Bless. yeah. So, so now, he, now he's living a life like a normal 10-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Causes me grief, speaks back yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a 10-year-old as well. He's just started using Dilby ah. and started talking to me oh. about girlfriends. Stop it. Wow. It's no, all right. I've got him onto to the Walida. I've got him onto the Walida deodorant. This is the deodorant you're going to use if you're going to use any yeah. deodorant. We're not having any of that Rexona stuff in our house. I can't stand it. No. Can't even, when, you, when you're out in a shopping centre and someone walks past it, they're like, oh. So disgusting. <laughs> horrendous. It's horrendous. Oh, well, yeah. super, super, super inspiring. Now, I'd love to find out about you because, you know, you're a mum, you've got a successful business, you obviously you're, you've had your own um, health journey and that's something you need to keep on top of. What tips have you got or what lifestyle non-negotiables do you have, Kirsty, to be able to spin all these plates and hold all of this together without burning yourself out yeah yeah so um yeah I got really well and kicking goals and then I completely burnt myself out because I was like <laughs> well I'm fine now and I tried to do everything and like oh I'm sick again what happened there so <laughs> once again learned the hard way but um yeah there's got to be non-negotiables there just has to be and uh, women are awesome at oh I'll just do it and putting everyone else first. And when you're a capable woman like we all are, you just, you just do things. And we find it really, really, really hard to put ourselves first and to do the things that we need to do. So 
My absolute non-negotiables, the first one is sunshine and nature time. It is an, it's in the diary. I actually put it in there. And, it, and so Sundays is like family um, day of being out in nature. And it, it's just that's what it is. It is in, the, in there and that's what we do. So whether it's just hanging out on the beach or going into for a rock climb or a bushwalk or sitting in the park, it doesn't matter. That sunshine and nature is a non-negotiable. Um, I have to move every day um, and I literally have to, otherwise my body just starts breaking down again. And so what if, when I first started, because um, I kept up my sport the whole way through this, but I would sort of drop it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I move and look after myself differently now so I don't smash myself like I used to. So, you know, on days when I don't feel like it, I just I go for a little cruise just up and down, you know, and just get some sun. And on other days when I feel like I'm really on it, uh, you know, I'll go hard and I'll lift heavy or I'll do sprint training or or whatever, but I've learned to learn that this is not a good day and even though you're supposed to be doing this or you're supposed to be doing that, it's just not going to happen and that's cool Mm. and that's been a really hard thing for me. Um, So to help me across the line, I used to measure my heart rate in the morning and if it was too high, then it was like, no, 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 you will be doing, you know, calm Pilates and yoga today. Um, And so I had to kind of use a bit of science teach my brain have you measured sorry to interrupt just on the heart rate thing have you measured heart rate variability where it measures the beat to beat variability and so you know if you're a parasympathetic or sympathetic dominant that's what you did oh cool yeah 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 Yeah. it's good isn't it because because i couldn't trust my own intuition you're like i'm going to the gym anyway it's it's tuesday you know but then you then your body's like no 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 you need to chill out. Yeah, so. your body's like, I'm, I'm on Sunday. And Sunday we go into nature and it's cruisy. Why am I not on Sunday? <laughs> and, um, you know, and just seeing like, well, it's Tuesday and it's, you know, yeah, it's Spring's Day, but you've actually been away speaking and you've had full three days of craziness. No, don't do that. And um, being cool with that has been a big learning lesson for me. Um, Something I need to work on more is spending more time um, out with girlfriends and just hanging in the community. So I have a big community and I obviously am around lots of people all the time talking, but actually just having a good old-fashioned laugh and a dinner and um, hanging out is something I'm really working on improving in that because I just love what I do so much. It's all about (laughs) that. So. Yeah, and I go away a lot with girlfriends on bushwalks and, um, you know, do that kind of stuff, but I need to do more in between those times. So, mm-hmm. um, And the diet, there is that to me is a complete non-negotiable because I know if I use food to bring me up, oh, I'm tired, I just have some chocolate, I just know that I will pay for it. So why mm-hmm. am I tired? What else can I do? Can I just, you know, sit and do a little bit of, um, you know, some breathing techniques to bring my heart rate down so I can cope? Did I not eat well enough? Do I need more magnesium foods? And take charge of my body and see it as a moving feast every day of of using different things. So, you know, you go to the fridge. Okay, how am I feeling today? oh, like my brain is fried, but my body feels good. Okay, I need fats. 
And so mm. let's go for a fat meal or my body's really sore and I feel weak. Okay, I need a protein meal, you know, like, and, and I, I take ownership of, of that from what I've learned. So that's probably another thing that um, take, takes time to get there. Like don't expect for your listeners just to go, okay, tomorrow morning I'll do that. But you do get there. Um, and the non-negotiables are sleep. And I am pretty, I'm often a little bit crap at that too. <laughs> um, but, but you just have to sleep. You just, you just have to sleep. And once again, women will put other people first or the classic one, oh, everyone's in bed. Me time. Mm. It's quiet. I'll just, I'll just, just stay up for a bit longer. And, yeah, does, nothing happens when that's going to go down. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think they're the sort of the big things that I really, really, really try and work on. And um, now it's, it, you know, I don't... I don't sort of think that I'm being selfish if I ask my husband like, or, you know, my husband's like, okay, well, this is my time that I go and do my exercise and, and, you know, that, that's just what I do. So yeah. 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 That's good. It's good. Boundaries don't make you a bitch is a good, a little, um, a brilliant ah. little quote I took from Denise DeField Thomas. Like it's good to have boundaries and say, no, this is my meditation time or this is my bedtime. I like or, that. My time. Yeah. And it doesn't make you a bitch because, it actually adds to you, and then, as you know, when you're um, when you're awesome, then you're more awesome in every other area of your life. It is really, yeah, cool. really. But I, I must I must say that I see lots of women that <laughs> they are uh, like, oh, I need you know, I need morning meditation, and I need you know, <laughs> afternoon yoga, and I need all of these things because I need lots of me time, and that's what makes me balanced. But then I see them eating crap food that doesn't support them, and doing other th- and putting stuff on their f- makeup on their face or mm. this or that. That is draining their bodies, which means they need so much more self care time. Yes. And and that's an excuse, and I don't like seeing that. So I have noticed as I keep my you know my lifestyle boundaries like my food and my sleep and my exercise, as I keep those things solid my actual me time is actually quite small because I'm really resilient resilient and robust now. But I see women like, no, like I, I need heaps of self-care. I need baths every day. I need four hours of meditation and rah-rah. But then I'll see them eating poorly hmm. or not doing other things. And so I, sometimes I see that as an excuse. So we've just got to it's make really sure interesting. That, yeah, I've never yeah. heard. I've never heard that one before, but I can see how yeah. that would be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And just think about women. Of, women of old, they didn't have any of that time. No. And they didn't need it as much. So and they why didn't. Is that? They weren't exposed to. Well, they weren't exposed to as many toxins as we are. They did a lot more community stuff. You know, like you and I are both making an effort in our lives to just hang with with our sisters. You know, and our girlfriends, as opposed mm-hmm. to it being a conference or, a, <laughs> or yeah. a podcast interview, which is wonderfully socializing and ticks so many of my um, you know, boxes of what I want, but also just hanging, yeah. you know, not talking about gut health with somebody is yeah. healthy as well, you know, just talking about <laughs> the weather and yeah. plants in your garden and that kind of thing. But um, exactly. before, before we wrap up, because I'm conscious of the time and I don't want to go over time and, and you're a busy woman, I just wanted to find out what your thoughts are on the three great area topics of coffee, wine, and chocolate. 
Oh, Ah, well, number one, be honest with yourself. You know, if you're not well and you know you've got gut problems and pain and you know that you're out of balance, like wine is never going to be your best friend. And, you know, the chocolate's not even going to be your best friend, even if it's the most sort of, you know, pristine, amazing. Kissed by angels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Blessed by the Dalai Lama and no sugar and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, So once again, it's not about is this good for me or bad for me. It's about in this point in my life, does this serve me? And if you're in a big flare, no, it won't serve you. But if you've got all those things in place that we were talking about, then absolutely it will serve you in moderation. Mm. Coffee is a different one. So when we um, work with our clients, we get their whole genome sequence. So we can see if they have the infamous caffeine gene or not. And so we can sort of work with our clients of, okay, so you've got the caffeine gene. So possibly, well, your, your body's not clearing it. And so if you are going to have it, it's once in the morning. Um, And then the rest, you know, you can't have any more because your liver cannot clear it. But for some people who have slow detoxification and methylation issues, um, I'm sure lots of your listeners are pretty clued on so they'll know what methylation is and MTHFR and all these sorts of things. Caffeine is a methyl donor. And so for me... Coffee is a wonderful source to support my detoxification of my liver and glutathione production. So it's a major antioxidant. So, I mean, you think about coffee enemas and what they do. And so, but it took me a long time to be able to have the caffeine because of adrenal, you know, inefficiencies and too toxic. And I only have caffeine as a bulletproof coffee with really good quality fats to get that sort of steady state going on where the fats bring down that sort of adrenal spike. So I'm not a big fan of alcohol at all, but if you're at a wedding and you're having a glass of wine, then absolutely the joys of it. But if you're not feeling great and your body's all over the place and you've got anxiety, don't have the alcohol. Mm, (laughs) So I think, yeah, I I think they're all great, but um, it's time, place and, um, yeah how you're feeling but I think caffeine can actually really help people and um, especially people with t3 conversions and we're a bit scared of it and um, yeah we need to use it more well that is good news awesome thank you <laughs> Kirsty where can if people are like oh my goodness I want to find out more where did where can we send them to find out about your programs your cookbooks your one-on-one sessions all your amazing recipes yeah. culture yeah yeah, so um, culturedwellness.com, and that's um, cultured with a K, so culturedwellness.com. Uh, you can find out lots of information there. We also obviously have a um, very active Facebook and Instagram account, which is all Culture Wellness. You can find out more about the programs. And then we have a beautiful, amazing closed community Facebook group, which is um, the Culture Wellness Community. And I jump in there and do quite a lot of lectures and information and we share lots of stuff in there. So that's a great place if you want to just keep learning and sort of get a feel for if you did the program, what the hell am I going to be learning and exposed to? So <laughs> that's a nice space as well. But um, but my Instagram account is more sort of the uh, fun day in a life of what goes on in my world and my family's world plus yeah. lots of 
recipes and all bits and pieces. So, yeah, lots of places to catch us. Awesome. And cultured wellness with a K, why is that? Because of you, because of Kirsty? Well, interestingly, we did it with a K. And because my husband is Swiss and an artist and he just likes things to be like that. And then afterwards we were like, hang on a minute, that's KW and I'm also Kirsty Worth. So <laughs> that's what I thought. Oh, in hindsight, nice. it was awesome, but we didn't plan it that way. <laughs> oh, wow, it just turned out like that. Love it. I love it. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been an absolute joy mm-hmm. to talk to you. It's so inspiring. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and have an amazing day, and hopefully we'll catch you yeah. again soon. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. The only lesson is ever going to be your learning. That's it. As long as you're learning, that's your lesson. When you stand in front of the mirror, the talk, the things that go on between these ears in the morning can also be what sets you up for a day. And if you've beaten yourself up for not being the most extraordinary person that you can be, then start now. We make it hard for ourselves. We make things difficult for ourselves because we go and apply a whole bunch of stories and a whole bunch of drama and a whole bunch of I'm not good enough to the things that occur in our lives. Wake the heck up. Today is a new day. Here's where it can change. Kim Morrison and Karen Smith feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.